today on My First Concert. So my first concert, my sister took me to. She's 10 years older than me. And uh, I went to go see Linda Ronstadt at Red Rocks. And I think it was around 1977, 78. I'm guessing I'm about 15 or 16. It's so long ago, Dave, that I can't pinpoint it, but I'm in the range. Welcome back on My First Concert, featuring award-winning broadcast journalist and longtime anchor of the WCCO-TV Channel 4 News, along with his wife, Amelia Santanello. We're talking about Frank Vassalero. And what you may not know is Frank's passion for music. And that's what we'll discuss today on My First Concert. We're broadcasting from the Aquarius Home Services studio. And along with Aquarius Home Services, you should read some really interesting environmental updates at propane.com. We'll tell you more about that as well. And as always, our bank right here at talknorth.com is StarBank. And that is one of your great friends here in Minnesota, a longtime business partner to many businesses and people like you and me, just individuals alike. So StarBank at StarBank.net. Hey, Frank, first of all, great to have you here. Thanks for uh, joining us here. But let me switch from your broadcast journalism world for a moment to what people may not know, and that is the music passion you have. What was your first concert? Uh, Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. So my first concert, my sister took me to. She's 10 years older than me. And uh, I went to go see Linda Ronstadt at Red Rocks. And I think it was around 1977, 78. I'm guessing I'm about 15 or 16. It's so long ago, Dave that I can't pinpoint it, but I'm in the range. <laughs> was that, I, I mean, your first concert at a, at a place like Red Rocks, that, that almost has to be a bit overwhelming. Or did you not understand at that point, at that age, the significance of where you were seeing that show? No, um, I didn't. I, I wasn't that into Linda Ronstadt, but I mm-hmm. completely understood the, why this is a magical phenomenal, fantastic venue. And I've been to Red Rocks a lot because, you know, when, when, uh, when I grew up in Denver, so when people would come from uh, out of town, most of our relatives were from Illinois, we'd do t- two things. We'd take them to Red Rocks, even though there wasn't a concert, and just kind of show them the amphitheater. And then the Coors Brewery is not far away in Golden, Colorado. And we'd take them to the Coors Brewery. So I'd been to Red Rocks a lot, but never to see a show. So I appreciated Red Rocks more than I appreciated Linda Ronstadt. And then I was really fortunate that later in life, I, I've been back to see some epic shows at Red Rocks. I don't know um, how many people remember it, but those of us a certain age remember that you had to drive to Colorado if you wanted to get Coors beer. And so you had friends that would go to Colorado and their mission was, hey, bring back some Coors beer. <laughs> yeah. The saying was like, uh, how popular is this? And, and I, I, it would be like, this is this is better than getting Coors in Cleveland. Like my relatives <laughs> would take. Uh, fill their trunk with cases of Coors beer because you couldn't get it back then. It was regional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you remember about that concert, Frank? I saw anything special besides going with your sister and was there anything that stood out? You know, I remember how pretty Linda Ronstadt was. You remember? I mean, she was, oh, yeah. remember how hot she was? She was just gorgeous. Um, she did some great remember, album covers. And I remember it was full. And I remember when the sun would go down, then you would see the lights of Denver in the background. And I just remember what just a really great venue. Like, this is a spectacular venue. If you ever get a chance to go to Red Rocks, you know, you've got to go. Um, 
And, uh, and I did, um, and the show was fun and I, you know, it wasn't like the music was that memorable to me cause I just wasn't into it. You know, a few really popular songs that I'd heard on, you know, AM radio, uh, back then it was fun to hear those, but it was just a really nice, enjoyable time with Red Rocks being the real dominating feature for me. Well, and one of her appeals was her album covers. Yeah. Yeah. She's beautiful, super sexy. And then yep. you grow up and you learn stuff like. Uh, if it wasn't for Linda Ronstadt, we wouldn't have the Eagles, one of the most popular bands on the planet. You know, like she was instrumental in putting them together. And, um, yeah, it was it was it was a, it was a great start at a great place. And I feel really, really fortunate. OK, so shortly thereafter, what were some of the next ones that showed up in your life? Well, uh, if, if I'm going to say the Red Rocks theme, I, I, I saw a couple really great shows there. I, I, I would later on in college go see Tom Petty there. Uh, and that was oh, just wow. absolutely outstanding. And then one of the uh, most favorite shows I saw, uh, probably the most favorite show I saw at Red Rocks was uh, I saw the Talking Heads there when I was 21 years old and they were in their prime. And I oh, yeah. got there. I got there at noon. And uh, this is a really weird sidebar, Dave. But, um, you know, I I, uh, I had turned 20 about uh, or I had turned 21 a month before and I decided I need to clean myself up a little bit. So I was like, I need to exercise more. I quit drinking, uh, you know, uh, anything, you know, tobacco, booze, nothing. I was like, I'm not going to do anything for an entire 30 days until I go see the uh, talking heads at Red Rocks, a real, a real commitment to sobriety. Um, so I, uh, I, I did that and, and I'm, I'm at, I'm at Red Rocks by, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning and by noon I'm drunk and the show doesn't even go on until seven, but uh, it was fantastic. Tina Weymouth, the bass player for the Talking Heads, who was super sexy and really talented, uh, I'll never forget for the for the encore. She came out uh, with like a papoose. She had just had a baby, and she played the bass with her baby strapped on her back like an infant, um, and that always stuck out to me. But I was with some really great people, and it was a really, really uh, fantastic, memorable show. Um, and for as much as that was great, Dave, I also made a critical. Rock and roll, Red Rocks era. Just a horrible mistake. I can't wait to hear that story. Hang on to that thought, Frank. We're going to talk right. more about that with Frank Vassalero, our guest here on my first concert. And, uh, of course, available on Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, anywhere you get your podcast, you can subscribe. That's the easiest thing to do. I want to thank everybody for some nice feedback out there, too. Really appreciate that and love hearing your stories. I want to thank uh, our friends over at Propane for uh, making us aware of what's going on in this world of energy needs right now and lowering the carbon footprint, right? But you want to do that with reliable and affordable energy, and you need a diverse energy mix, and that's where you get your reliability and your affordability. Extremely important, particularly in Minnesota, when this year of all years we've seen how four distinct seasons. Well, fortunately, you got a clean energy solution for tomorrow, but it is available as we speak. And it's ready to work alongside other energy sources. And you know what it is? Yep, you guessed it, propane. Now, just to kind of give you a quick, small example. And when you go to propane.com, you can read much more. But it produces 43% fewer emissions and electricity generated from the U.S. grid. How about that? Propane's energy stored on site. It's independent from the vulnerabilities of the grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances being made today for renewable propane. And it's compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Pretty good stuff. 
We need to lower our carbon alternatives, right? That use of those, including all these opportunities out there, and propane is one of them, to safely provide energy reliability, resiliency, and affordability. So propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Talk with Frank Vassalero on my first concert. Okay, Frank, what major error did you make at Red Rocks? I passed on sitting in maybe the 13th row of uh, going to see U2 in 1982 when they filmed the movie uh, Blood Red Sky, which propelled uh, U2 from a very popular band into a worldwide sensation. You know, the one where Bono's singing and it's so cold you can see his breath and there's fog and he's carrying around the flag and waving in front of everyone. It was one of the most epic concerts uh, ever for that band and, and 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 for the 80s. And I had a chance to go with fantastic seats and I passed on going. Are you going to tell us why or is that going to stay uh, yeah, locked no, away I, in, the, you know, in your vault? Uh, George Pasilas' sister asked me to go, and George George is Greek, and he's got three sisters, and they uh, they're really great. And I, I and I knew that she like was looking at this as like you know because he kept pushing me. He's like, "Why won't you go with my sister?" I was like, "Because <laughs> I, I was like, listen, your sister's into me. I can tell, and I don't want to get. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it for our friendship. Your parents are from Greece. They're you know they don't like." it's just all weird. I don't want to start like dating your one sister and your other sisters are going to get mad. I, I, I knew she saw this as like a, we're making out by the third song kind of thing. And I saw, I saw this as you're just my friend and, and, and it was freezing and it was rainy and we didn't know if the show was going to go on. That was fat. But more than anything, I was like, your sister wants to put the munch on me and I'm not going. Cause I don't want to get, I don't want to complicate our life and relationship. And it was the right, it was the right call and it was the wrong call. It's like just a, it's a, it's a dilemma, but I regret that so much. No, I still regret it to this day, not going. I really do. Yeah. But you, you might not have seen all of that cause you'd have been in an intense lip lock perhaps. Correct. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bono might've called me out going, I, I'm playing, you know, I, I'm singing Sunday, bloody Sunday, waving a flag. And this idiot in the 10th row is making out with some girl. But what are you doing? Why are you here? Pay attention to the show. Yeah, that, would have been, that would have been gone viral forever because that thing was filmed, of course. Yeah. And it was, then, you know, it's, it was phenomenal. I mean, it really it propelled them to who they yeah. are today. Well, you know, I mean, and I think about an appearance there because even when we saw them at um, TCF Bank Stadium, when that opened up, remember that show when it was raining? Oh. And, Lightning all around. I mean, and that show was magnificent. They had that stage, which pilots allegedly say they could see from the air. It was just enormous. And they kept going. I mean, that was epic. But the Red Rocks one is uh, out epics it. Maybe. But I but I, I use that word, Dave, epic for that that show at U.S. Bank Stadium yeah. when they when they continued playing through the rain underneath that $12 million monstrosity of a stage. I really think that that was, again, that's in the, in the top five of live shows I've seen. And, and, and it was really it was because of the elements, right? It was because of the pouring rain and, and the fact that everyone stayed there and that the band stayed out there. I mean, it was really spectacular. Great show. Oh, oh yeah. I remember uh, there were five or six kids outside of the stadium laying down with their heads underneath a little opening watching the concert and they were just absolutely soaked. Yeah, it was a fun night. There's no doubt about that. 
Um, and you, when you can walk away from a concert and you're wet, and you're uncomfortable, and you're going, oh, man, I was so glad I was there. I guess yeah, that tells I, you something. I, I was not wet or uncomfortable because uh, I know a guy that works over at the oh, TV no. station. And my guy, Chris Schaefer, said it's going to pour. And I brought change of clothes. I brought uh, proper outdoor rain gear. I brought there. So as everyone else is just getting miserable, uh, me and my buddy are just getting through it. And the only downside was is that my my pants got a little bit wet. So uh, I had uh, got a lot of friends together and, and a limo and food and all this stuff. So when I actually went into the limo and uh, got naked and changed all my clothes because I brought a dry change of clothes, my wife was a little upset about that. But it was really good for a, for a, for a few laps. I kept selling. Look at me, how prepared I am. And my wife was like, "Would you? Can you please?" not take off your clothes in front of all your friends. I'm like, honey, I can't take them off in the parking lot, right? I mean, you want to talk about a viral moment. What am I going to do? But I was warm and dry, and I loved the whole thing. Yeah, well, Ed, you're smarter than I was. When we come back, Frank, I want to ask you if there's ever been a concert that you took Amelia to that you both did not agree on how good that concert was. So I mm. hold that thought because I think, I think there may be one or two that way. Frank Vassalero with us. You see my Channel 4 News every night, or just about every night, of course, and uh, along with Amelia Sandello. Nice enough to join us here on My First Concert on TalkNorth.net, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get it all. Our thanks to uh, our friends over at StarBank.net, by the way. If you're hoping to expand your business or maybe do some repairs at home this spring, I'd look no further than StarBank. Uh, turnaround time on a loan with them. Second to none, because there's no red tape or any of the monkey business. Once you apply for a loan and submit your documentation, and away you go. Home equity line of credit, maybe it's a home mortgage, business loan, ag operating, equipment loan. They've done this for many, many years. And anybody around the state of Minnesota has seen how they've grown in communities. They're such a huge part of every community they're in. And, of course, right here in Minneapolis-St. Paul, even a loan for a camper maybe. Or you're thinking RV, they handle everything. I encourage you to get your loan needs met at StarBank. StarBank is family-owned. They're Minnesota-based. Oh, by the way, I mentioned this, but when you call, they answer the phone. How about that for a shocker? Uh, that's how banking should be. You can go in. You can do the app thing. they got all the technology. Just call your local StarBank branch today or stop in at your convenience. Loans are subject to loan application and approval. StarBank.net. They're really good. And as I mentioned at the top, they're our bank here at TalkNorth.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Frank Vassalero, so let's say you and Amelia go to a show. Have you ever talked her into one and come out of there and she's not as impressed as you were? Um, I, not necessarily that, but we had a couple. Uh, there's a couple concert, two concert issues that she never lets me uh, forget about. Um, would you like to hear those? Of course. Okay. <laughs> so uh, she, she, so we're very different musically. Um, I, uh, I, I, I like rock and roll. I really love the whole new wave, you know, 78, 79 to 83 kind of thing, you know, where, uh, you know, talking heads and police and clash and U two and, uh, the cure and Depeche mode. I mean, I, I, I really, uh, gravitate toward that. And then real, uh, rock and roll, um, you know, classic rock. Um, and, and my, like, I've seen the who more than I've seen any, any other band. Um, so, um, my, my wife, uh, she likes to uh, swim in what I call the shallow end. And she gets very offended when I say that she's much more into the beat and she's much more into, uh, you know, uh, parliament and, um, 
earth, wind, and fire, and any uh, the Bee Gees, any kind of disco sound. I was always thought I had a little more meaningful sense than her, but um, <laughs> I I liked Prince, but I didn't completely understand how great Prince was. So I knew she loved Prince, uh, and I love him now too. And, and you know, my my view changed. I, um, but I just didn't grow up listening to a lot of you know funk R and B stuff. Um, I, I, I just didn't. So anyway, I take her to go see Prince and, uh, Oh God, I made a critical ear, Dave. Um, I said, we were out to dinner. We were dating at the time we weren't married. And I, um, I said, Let, let's go out to eat. And I said, I don't want to get there for the warm up band. I, I, I was like, it's, you know, let's just go see the real show. We're hanging out together. So we do that. We get there and I walk in and I'm like, Oh my God. Do you hear what they're playing? And we run out and the warm-up band is Sly and the Family Stone, who I love. Yeah, and we, they're great. And we heard one song and she <laughs> was pissed off immediately. We got over it that night. And the beauty of that night is it made me realize what a genius Prince was because I, I didn't realize back then. This is, uh, you know, 20 years ago maybe maybe more 25 years ago this guy plays every single instrument this guy dances nonstop for hours this guy has written every lyric i'm like you you realize this guy is a genius right so we uh, it was great for me because it made me much more of a fan um but she will never forget the uh, let me live the fact down that i i i missed our opportunity to see slime the family stone which was a huge bummer <laughs> really regret it oh. Yeah, um, but it's nice she still brings it up 25, 28 years later. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> and then we had a little incident where uh, I, you know, I, I, I love the who just absolutely love the who. And uh, I've seen them many times and I've traveled around the country watching them play and organized trips for our neighbors. My, everyone, every guy in my neighborhood got really cheap tickets. We went to Chicago and there were like 15 of us. and We saw them down there. And I went and saw him out in, in Connecticut, and, I, and I've seen him in Colorado, and I've seen him here. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at the set list in my office from the Friday, December 8th, 2006 show at the XL Energy Center because I grabbed the set list off the, off the stage when we were done. But anyway, I, I, I've got the, you know, we're, when they come to town, all my friends that are in the Who fan club, we're all kind of strategizing and working. And, and Amelia says to me, uh, I know how much they mean to you. I, I want to understand you know, why you like them so much. I'd like to go to the show with you, which is really a nice thing for a spouse to say, right? Like I I want to, to, but yeah, I want. So I said, okay. (laughs) And then, so I got some floor tickets and then I got some non-floor tickets. And um, then I kind of decided that I wanted to be on the floor with my friends. And I don't think my wife would really enjoy much like the girl at you. You too, who was going to hamper my experience. I just decided my wife was maybe going to hold me back from being in the eighth row of the who and the pretender. So I said, honey, you know what? I, I don't really think you're part of my vision for this concert and what I want to do. Um, and she was like, what? And I go, well, I, I'm kind of thinking through what the show. I, she's like, I'm not part of your vision. Are you disinviting me? And I said, well, I never really invited you. I mean, you invited yourself, right? So anyway. I went to that show and uh, our dear friend who, you know, uh, Vince Flynn. Yeah, um, very well. Vince had a, had a suite and brought Lisa and a bunch of people to show. And he was like, 
I, your husband, what a jerk. I just can't even <laughs> believe he did it. So Vince invited Lisa to the show. So we both went to go see The Who. And I saw The Who from down on the floor with my buddies. And she watched it from up in a, uh, up in a suite with Vince Flynn and some other people. And for whatever reason, she still, you know, again, that was 2006. And she still likes to bring up the fact that I didn't invite her to the show. But I never asked her, Dave. Yeah, right. She, Right. I mean, technically, let's be clear on that. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens. But that's yeah. that's, you know, the music is we all and the who. I mean, when you're like if the, if I I I might have been at that same show you were at for the who. Uh, it was at the X. Uh, yes, I, I was there. And I think because my one of my all time favorite songs is Eminence Front. Oh, yeah. They played that uh, number 11 after Baba O'Reilly. Wow. The set list, man, that's a great keepsake as well. Yeah, I've got it okay. framed and, and the ticket and everything. It's awesome. Yeah, I, you know what? One of the prized possessions I have is a signed concert poster. There's a limited, like, 100 of them by the band, ACDC, who I really like. Nice. They, sign, they signed this kind of this lithograph thing uh, for me, all four of them. And it's, How'd you get that you done? Because read... of your radio connection? You got access to them? Yeah, or... yeah you know, it's just, it's just one of the, you know. Yeah, I was just friends, connections, and and... Before or after the show, I didn't know if they'd do anything. In fact, they surprised me that 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 they could do that. But anyway, those little things like that—it's kind of a geeky thing. And I hang it on the wall, and and my wife, who you know, says, uh, yeah. "You know, does that re really need that on the wall?" <laughs> it's a nice memory. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I get it. Fun stuff. By the way, well, I'm going to try to get Amelia on here so she can have equal time. I don't want to get into that deal. Yeah. So. Oh, and I think her versions of these stories might be a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look they might. Okay, they when might we be. come back, Frank, I want to ask you about the Rolling Stones, okay? Sure. All right. And I want to say thanks to the team at Aquarius. They know your furnace has been working hard this past winter, and uh, they can take care of that for you. So when you have concerns with your furnace, or now as you start thinking about your air conditioning, I want you to make darn sure that you get a hold of them because they're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. Here's the other thing I think you should think about. Drinking water. Now, whatever community you're in, even if you're living right next to a different town, that water might be different. So have them do the free water analysis. It's the coolest thing. They'll come out. Honestly, they'll do the free water analysis, let you know what's in your water, what they could do with the Connecticut drinking water system. Here's another cool thing. The Connecticut systems are non-electric. And you're going, how does that work? Trust me. Talk to them. They got a, the specialists are great. They'll visit your home. They'll provide quality options that make sense for you. Why do I recommend it? Because it's over. It's two decades now since I had to come out and do this very thing, test the water for free. And I'm thinking, I don't mind. My water's fine. And it is so great, whether it be just, you know, uh, the shower doors are cleaner. The, the, uh, it, everything's just better when, when you have the right water. Your coffee's going to be better. And think about all the things you cook with water. And honestly, you want that to be the start of any good meal. You want that water to be clean. So Aquarius Home Services in Connecticut will do a free water analysis. How do you get a hold of them? Whether it be an air conditioner. Uh, I just had them put a new furnace in a couple years ago now. So they're, they're great. And they'll extend the life of those things because they'll do checkups for you. So see what kind of things are going on out there at AquariusHomeServices.com. They really are awesome. And uh, award-winning, too, by the way. And one of the great sponsors on the show, my first concert, Frank Vassalero. Nice to share some time with us. He'll be on the news tonight. Okay, Frank, uh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Uh, first time I saw him, Dave, was um, September of 1981 
at Folsom Field in Boulder, Colorado on a beautiful sunny day. And I had just transferred uh, to the University of Colorado. So I didn't know a ton of people. I knew some. And uh, my dear friend uh, that I went to grade school, high school uh, and college with uh, was already there. And he said, I, I, he got the tickets and he said, I'll just meet you at the show. I can't remember what the circumstances were, but Tom said, I'll just meet you there, like literally in our seats. So I go there and, uh, and he's not there and he's not there. And um, then the Rolling Stones started playing the song Waiting on a Friend. And um, yeah. then Tom magically showed up at that moment. I'll never forget it. And I was like, it's a sign. <laughs> Um, but it was really cool. And, and it's just so funny for me to think back then, like the, the show was fantastic. You know, there's 50,000 people and Mick Jagger got in a cherry picker, you know, like the, like the kind of, that was it just a mechanical cherry picker, you know, the kind of thing you see people using daily at construction sites to put up windows. And he got in that and they, and they moved it over the crowd, you know, which only maybe like 30 yards. And we all thought that was the coolest thing in the world. It's amazing to think of what they do now. Right. But I was like, Oh my God, oh, look yeah. at Mick Jagger and a cherry picker over, over the crowd. Um, and then I just saw them um, when they came through uh, a year ago, that was the first concert I'd seen in years, you know, because of COVID um, at us bank. And and that was a very spontaneous decision. There, there was a Sunday night show and a buddy and I decided I called him up. I was like, on a Saturday, I was like, are you going? And he's like, no. And I was like, should we go? And, and I, I was like, yeah, I'm just, I, you know, I wonder when they're going to be back around again. And, you know, I mean, Mick Jagger had his chest cracked open and Charlie Watts passed away. And But anyway, we went. And uh, were you at that show, Dave? No, I was not at that show. But that, to me, that was like a motivational seminar. I'm like, if this guy... At, you know, these guys are 77 to 81 years old and the energy and the life and the vitality and they sounded great. I was like, you need to get your ass in shape and you need to, you know, do, what are they doing? Um, I, that's, I mean, I took it like it's a motivational seminar that just had fantastic music and they played a song that you rarely hear in concert. And I'd never heard live in concert before, which was Monkey Man, which I just thought was the greatest thing ever. So, and I'd seen him several times in between, but um, bookending those two stones experiences, you know, with my really great friend um, and, and then seeing them now still being able to do it. I, I thought was really cool. I'm so impressed with some of these people that can still get out there and perform like that. Well, yeah. And you think about it cause they're doing it night after night and they got to, you know, to make it memorable, you got to act like it's your first time. And, and after about a 20, 30, 40, 50 city tour, it's pretty cool. They put a lot, yeah. yeah, it's the, the preparation that they deserve more credit for that. Anything that stands out among, if, have we missed anything along the way? I'm sure we've missed a few or two. Uh, I, I, you know, I had a really cool thing. I don't know, maybe someone can relate to this. Maybe you had a friend like this or someone else. I had a friend named John D who I went to a grade school with and we, we went to rival high schools, but we remained friends in high school. And uh, he would contact me, you know, when we we're in high school and he would call me up and go, Frank, uh, there's a band playing at the Regis Amphitheater, which is a nothing venue, uh, Dave, back in, in 1979, 80. He goes, they're going to be super hot. We've got to go see them. I go, what are they called? He goes, Dire Straits. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And and we went, he, he was magical about it. He goes, Frank, there's this really weird band from Ohio, and they're playing down, and the, the venue is like the size of the fine line. And he goes, we got to go see him. He goes, it's the weirdest show you're ever going to see. I go, what are they called? He goes, Devo. And I'm like, oh, my God. Frank, there's a band from Ireland, and they're coming, and it's gonna, they're going to play the amphitheater. It's a really small venue. I'm like, great. What are they called? He goes, you too. He was, 
a savant. It yeah. was amazing. Like if he called and made a recommendation, I would just go because he like a couple of them though were flops. I don't remember what those bands were, but most of them, I mean, can you imagine if someone said, Hey, let's go see Devo U2 in Dire Straits before in a 1500 person venue. It'd be like going to see them at Mackey Auditorium before anyone knew who they were. And he was awesome at that. And it was so cool. Yeah. Don't you wish you'd had a camera phone in that day? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Devo was really weird. That was one of the weirdest things I'd ever seen. Um, and then I saw them several times after and, and I liked them. Um, they had suits at that time. They didn't have the helmets, the, the Devo dome. But I saw them yeah. uh, five, six years later in Boulder when I was in college. And I was with my friend, Steve Nielsen, whose nickname is Crane because he's six seven, And we got a drumstick <laughs> and a Devo dome because he oh, would whack wow. the stuff out of the air and it would fall on the ground. And I'm big and strong. And I got in there like a rugby scrum. So we left with an official <laughs> Devo dome drumstick. <laughs> I bought the yellow uniform suit that you could buy off the back of the album, bought four of those just because I thought those would be fun at a college party, which they were. So yeah, it was, it was fun. And those guys are actually really smart. I mean, people just think they're, you know, just a bunch of electronic goofballs. Um, They were really actually so far ahead of their time. It was interesting. If you were to set up a show, you can have three bands at it alive or not. Okay. Who would it be? Oh boy. Wow. What a tough question. Uh, the Who, you 2 and the Talking Heads. Yeah, all of who you've seen. Yeah, all of who I've seen. But then you know, also I've I've, I've mellowed too. Like, uh, never really a huge fan of the Eagles as a as a as a young man. And now I just I I, I play them so much uh, in the summer when I'm up at the lake and really appreciate them. I've got a Don Fel- Felder set list in my in my office right now too. Um, oh, how was he in concert? I've ta- I have talked with him. At length, but I've never seen his solo show. He was great. And, you know, you feel bad because of whatever kind of anxiety. And But bands have that all the time, right, which led him to leave. Um, but I saw him at the fine line. Um, so imagine the size of that. And this was three, four years ago. And it was for uh, Pete and Lisa Nigerian's uh, Lyme disease charity. Oh, yeah. They got Felder yeah. there. So I got to be on stage with Felder and auction off one of his guitars and just standing right next to him. Hey, Don, are you willing to sign this? Absolutely. Frank, um, you know, tell me a little bit about the guitar. He was great. Um, and then he got up on stage and I, I, I shot a video, but, you know, speaking of social media and I showed him playing and panned to myself and I'm like, look at this. I go, I am four feet from Don Felder and he's got a double neck guitar playing hotel California. And he played so many great songs, um, all of their hits. Um, and I just feel really fortunate to have, you know, experiences like that. So, um, but those, those would probably, I don't know, off the top of my head would be my top three, but you know what, Dave, if you ask me in a week from now, could I change my top three? I might, I might do that. If I get, you could, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I will ask you. Yeah. Well, that's um, it. Who, who, would, who would yours be? I'm so curious who, who you're, who would you? Well, um, it, I would like to have been there when you told uh, me that you're sitting on the floor. That would have been probably my number one. Uh, Dave, who I'm curious who your top three uh, would be. Well, I think my the magic moment I think I would definitely like to see is when you told Amelia she could sit upstairs and you'd be on the floor for the who. I would have <laughs> been in the corner uh, on that one. <laughs> or in the car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, so years ago, Frank, uh, I finished college at one school, buddy of mine finished another school, another guy finished another school. We all finished in the winter 
in the winter semester or winter quarter, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And it, our, we had no jobs lined up. So immediately upon graduation, uh, we said, hey, let's just hop in the car and drive around the country. No agenda. We just, we had, you know, we'd stop and see some people or if somebody had a friend or a relative somewhere, we'd stay in Oklahoma City, ended up, I think, staying at a sorority. Uh, that's a long story, but a fun story. I'd, and then, I'd, uh, love, to hear, I'd love to hear that sidebar. Yeah. That, yeah and then, down to, then we went to Galveston and we drove across Texas. We went to Las Cruces, New Mexico, all these stops, these places, Tucson. So pretty much a story in every town. You know, you're what, 21 years old and having the time of your life, got zero responsibility, also have very little money. Mm-hmm. Um, then we end up in L.A. One of the guys had an aunt in Hollywood. So we stopped and stayed at her place. And I said, let's go, uh, you know, because the Tonight Show was a huge deal. So right. let's go see the Tonight Show. So we went over to Tonight Show uh, with Johnny Carson, and uh, he wasn't there that night. I think David Brenner was a guest host, uh, but Suzanne Summers was like a guest, and Neil Sadak, mm-hmm. and I can't remember it all. But anyway, they after the show, which was taped at five thirty, if I remember right, so at six thirty, we're walking out in the lot, still in the in the studio area, and uh, these girls came up to us. Where are you guys going? We said, oh, we don't know for sure. Well, would you like to come over to the taping of the Midnight Special? And I don't know if you remember that show. Loved it. It was on NBC. Yeah. And Wolfman hosted it. But it was a TV show, so it was segments. So they'd film and they'd stop, film and stop. On that night that we accidentally ended up in the front, you know, there weren't many people there. They needed an audience. So they saw us and said, oh, warm bodies. Let's get them in here. So it looks like we've got a big crowd. You had to, you were instructed to put your hands above your head and applaud every time. So the cameras caught that. So it looked like it was... And then they'd tape it, and then you'd wait around. They'd tape another section. Well, it was the host was George Benson. And wow. George's gifts were Van Morrison, um, Carlos Santana, Dr. John, uh, Tom Scott. Oh, my gracious, who am I leaving out? Shame on me. And then uh, the topper, uh, one of the toppers for me was Etta James. And I've told this story before, but Etta James is walking to the stage, you know, and it's kind of a makeshift stage. It's kind of a cheap stairway system. And I'm sitting around on this concrete floor and I get up because I see she's trying to navigate that little stairway. So I get to run over to help her, put my arm out. She reaches, grabs it. We walk up a couple of steps <laughs> and security didn't think that was proper on my part. <laughs> so no, that, you're being a Midwest gentleman. Oh, I thought it was really nice. It's they, they pretty much firmly, Put me back onto the concrete floor. We'll take care of it. And I said, well, you, you weren't taking care of it, which was not a good answer. Right. And so they get her up there and Etta's up there. So it's Etta. It's all of the people I just mentioned. They're going to sing uh, Moondance together. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, yeah it's still. And somebody told, found it on YouTube. So it's still on YouTube. But anyway, we, uh, Etta James. So they were going to start. And she says, wait a minute. She comes over to the edge of the stage directly at me and says, Young man, that was so nice of you. Um, I want to thank you anyway, uh, even with security stopping you. That was so kind. I just I really appreciate that. And I just want to come home and say thank you. Before they started the show, and I turned around what to my buddies. What a first, great moment. Right? So I'm I'm 10 feet off the ground. I'm just looking at these guys going, <laughs> I said, Etta James just came over and talked to me. And they both go, who's Etta James? <laughs> so anyway, they burst my bubble, but it was a. So those are the, you know, those kind of shows like you were talking about, those accidental shows you don't know a whole lot about. And I'll suddenly walk in there and going, wow, wow, wow. I can't wow. believe and you I look back walked into that. That is phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, that, that was great. That was, and you can see it. If you look it up on YouTube, it was a midnight special. I will. George Post and Van Morrison was the guest. 
And there was another yeah. scene where George was playing guitar for Van on a song. And in the middle of the song, Van goes, ah, stop, stop, stop. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Give me a minute. So he sat there and meditated for about 10 minutes. And George Benson looks around like, what's going on? He starts playing the guitar and we're just all cheering us. And then Van goes, okay, got it. Let's go. And then they sang the song, did it a second time. But it was really cool to see that sort of, you know, without a big crowd and with, they're just filming and editing. Anyway, those, those are accidental moments. I for, Forgive me. I didn't mean to talk about myself here. I, no, I loved it. I asked. I think that was a phenomenal story. That's just outstanding. How cool. So I guess Good for you, it, you know, in my lineup, that would, you know, I would probably have to have Van and Eddie James in there somewhere along the line. And, but anyway, yeah. it was, uh, that's, uh, that's a fun question to think about because after you say it, then you go, no, you think about it a day later and go, no, you know, I might, I, I think I might yeah. put BB Well, it's King a difficult question if you're limited into yeah. three, right? I mean, it's really, really tricky, yeah. right? Well, like, the budget's you know, tough. We, we can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, as I get older, who knows, maybe, maybe Frank Sinatra makes the top of the list. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be um, a, 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 a rock and roll thing. Maybe Elvis is on there. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. Anything I'm leaving out before I let you go back to work? Yeah, there's there's some other horrible stories that my wife is down on me about. But, you know, you should ask her. You'll have a really good time. You'll laugh a lot. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just just remember, Dave, there's three sides to every story. Right. Yours, <laughs> mine yeah. and the truth. Frank, thanks for coming on, man. That was great. It's always great to talk to you whenever I get a chance. But this is pretty special. I just think people appreciate knowing that. Uh, yeah, uh, what I knew, and that is you're a big music fan as well. And I know a huge basketball fan as well, but we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we could talk about that, especially this crazy March Madness. Well, Dave, thank you for taking me down memory, uh, memory lane. I, I loved every minute of this. It was really super fun. Keep up the good well, work. He, he is Frank Batsalero, and you'll see him on WCCO-TV Channel 4 uh, tonight, of course, streaming as well, along with his wife, Amelia Santanella, where they've co anchored the news there for a long time and have won many, many awards as well. And our thanks to not only Frank, but to Aquarius Home Services at AquariusHomeServices.com. They're awesome. We're right here in their studios. And also at Propane.com. I encourage you to read more about that. It's fascinating what's happening there with the innovations. And all and always, of course, our bank here at TalkNorth.com is Star Bank. Again, we're on Spotify, Apple. You can download it. You can subscribe. It's pretty easy. We'd love to have you as part of the fold here. In the meantime, we'll see you next time on my first concert. 